You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. We're continuing our explosive holiday action series with Rennie Harlan's The Long Kiss Goodnight. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Podcast. We're your host. I'm Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, Mr. Jared Callen. You can't kill me, motherfucker. Die screaming, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Here we are. Another action movie, another Christmas setting, and another Shane Black script. Yeah. He's the king of Christmas action. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even think about it, but yeah, um, you know, my kid was watching uh, Iron Man 3. That takes place during Christmas too. I didn't I totally forgot about that. Oh yeah, that's the Iron Man movie he ruined. Yeah. What? No. You think he ruined that? <laughs> Who directed that one? Uh, he did. Yeah, yeah that's he right. Directed that's, that's, that one. that's the one he ruined, right? He ruined the franchise with that one. He ruined the franchise with that one? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> was it? The second one was pretty bad, so... Yeah, yeah I'll, I've only seen the first one. <laughs> She's like, we'll just stop I'm here. so behind on all those movies, man. Yeah. Well, I got a, I got a little kid that's obsessed with superheroes, so... It, it helps, man. It helps to have the kids around. Yeah. Gives yeah. you a reason to watch it. Yeah. Because when I'm like... It makes it more fun. Do I want to tackle the Iron Man series right now? And I'm like, no. I want to get through this Power Rangers VHS I'm watching. Well, uh, you know, (laughs) my middle one, he would be a big fan of that. (laughs) Dude, I didn't realize that series was still going on. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's been like 20-some years, man. Every year. It's a new, like, uh, Power Ranger thing. It's like Power Ranger Dino Chargers. Didn't they even cross over with uh, the Ninja Turtles, right? A what? No. Yes, they did. No. Yes, they did. No. Yes, they did. Look, I was a Ninja Turtle fan. I don't ever remember Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers crossing over. Your Ninja your Turtles and Power Rangers world crossed over, but they didn't look like the Ninja Turtles that we have today. Uh, they uh, Or like the Ninja Turtles of our childhood. They had like uh, full head bandanas, some of them, I think. Well, then those aren't the Ninja Turtles. No, they're, they're, they are the Ninja Turtles. What? I swear to God. That Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles had a crossover. I'm not. I'm not high, and I'm not making it up. All right. Well, this is new, and I did I'm not, not expect you this. Uh, <laughs> didn't expect this to come up on the Long Kiss Goodnight podcast. Either. <laughs> well, Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. So I, got go. a, I got a question. Like, um, I'm wondering if when I was watching this movie, if I had the same feeling 
that you did when you were watching Alan Quartermain and the Lost City of Gold. You were like, why is Jared making me watch this movie? <laughs> well, no, man. I, I think this is a, this is a lost, uh, undiscovered little love. Uh, it's a action. Lost City of Gold itself. Well, okay, maybe it is. In but... 1996... Gina Davis kicks some ass. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, you got Samuel L. Jackson. You got some great character actors I, in here. Uh, Brian honestly, Cox, man, David Morris. There are so many great actors in this. Um, everybody commits to it and goes for it. Yeah, they are trying their ass off, dude. They really are. Um, Samuel L. Jackson is like really good in this. Like he he is like really playing himself, <laughs> like really 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 playing himself. Yeah, I saw an interview. This is his favorite film. Yeah, he has to watch. Well, at that time, when was that interview? I think I saw that too. That was a while ago. Uh, yeah, I guess that was like two years ago. Yeah, he's not made anything you know that's going to change his mind in the last two years. Or he's two like, years? this movie's second to Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> no, wait, that had definitely come out by that point. <laughs> What's something? I don't know. Maybe maybe RoboCop the remake uh, topped it. I didn't see that. Was that good? Uh, no, no. Was he was RoboCop not. in that? No, <laughs> that'd be so badass. <laughs> he's like a, a radio announcer. I wrote TV presenter uh, in that. It wasn't very good. What are you gonna do? You can't remake a classic like RoboCop. But um, this movie, yeah, I, I didn't real. I didn't remember that I had seen this movie. Oh, you've uh, seen this wh- before? Yeah, which is really weird. Um, I totally have seen this before. But not so much like that I really remembered it. But as I was watching it, I was going, "I've seen this before." And you know what I mean? Like it's something I something that I I've totally seen Gina Davis in that blonde wig <laughs> a million times. Where have I seen that? I can picture it in my head. No, I, I told I totally had like a wow. I forgot about this movie. I saw this in the theater, man. Really? My, yeah, my mom took me to this. Your mother took you to the how, how yeah. old were you in 1996? Oh, I don't know, man. Born in '82. You can do the math. There you go. Fourteen. Okay. okay, you're of age for this. Yeah. I was just thinking you may have been too young. I had this on VHS, man. <laughs> I, I've had this on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Yeah, look, the DVD cover looks like they designed it for VHS because it's squished for some reason. Yeah, dude, and I as, don't know why. As an aspect ratio like uh, Nazi uh, that I am, uh, I'm very upset with the, with the album with the uh, cover art on this. Oh with man, the poster. Look, dude. Uh, all the posters suck for this film. <laughs> like they put so much money and so much work. Like the the movie looks fantastic. Like, yeah, except it, for all those composites. Well, <laughs> well, okay, okay, fair enough. We'll get to that. But I mean, it, it looks great. You can see the money and like all the posters are just garbage. Yeah, it's terrible. Like none of the posters. Like even the theatrical one sheet. It doesn't scream like cool action movie. It's weird purple collage of. Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. Like, oh, look, it's Gina Davis. Yeah, it's... It, it's League of Our Own's Gina Davis. She's holding a gun. Wow. <laughs> That's it. Let's say a prayer for Penny Marshall real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she died today? Yeah, today. Yeah. League of wow. Our Own. Also, yeah, Gina Davis. Very topical, man. Yeah. I love yeah. that movie. And she did big, too. Yeah. I, look, and she I did a big. lot for, uh, for women in film. Because uh, yeah. she was a female director, and I think... Don't quote me on this, but... I think Big may be, like, the first uh, female-directed movie to gross over $100 million. That makes sense. Yeah, if memory serves correct. So, I mean, she's extremely important. Man, diabetes will get you, man. It's terrible. She was, like, what, 75? Oh, is that what happened? I think so. Oh, man, yeah, I, I just saw that she passed away. Yeah, I didn't man. get to read all the it's articles bad. and stuff. But, yeah, she was, she was a good writer, good director. Have, have you seen League of Her Own lately? League of Their Own? Yeah, we watched it. Uh, we showed it to the kids, uh, like, last Christmas. I, I'm really surprised how, how quick it moves. Yeah. 
Like they 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 don't waste any time in that movie. It's like it's beat beat beat. I mean, they just like take it story. They just just set it up, knock it down. Set it up, knock it down. Set it up, knock it down. The whole movie and it just plays like really well. Like, yeah. That dude, that's one of the best baseball movies. It's probably the best baseball movie, and it has this mm, awesome the natural. That's pretty good. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, the natural. Oh, the ending of that is like sex on film. Yeah, yeah, it is too. Well, I mean, fucking it, lights blowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all just... raining down. Like, running run awesome. the bases. Um, uh, but yeah, in League of Their Own, there's this awesome like scene where um the coach comes in. Um, what's his name? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks comes in and he's like hungover and he goes past all the girls and he goes over to the fucking urinal and he's like, he pisses for like three minutes. Yeah. And Madonna like pulls out a, like a, a watch. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, shh, she's like, Tom And it's like, he gets done. He's like, oh, women in baseball. And he walks by and she's like, that's some good peeing. <laughs> that's so, yeah. Anyways, Rosie O'Donnell and, and uh, Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. And Gina Davis. Yeah. And, and Tank and, Girl. And Tank Girl, yeah. Kit. Dottie and Kit. Uh, and she was also in, uh, I mean, what's that actress's name? Laurie Petty? Laurie Petty. And she was in one of my favorite action movies of all time. Point Break? Point Break. Yeah, a remade later as Fast and the Furious. And then they also made a Point Break remake. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't see that one. I don't, I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, I didn't see that either. When are we going to do Point Break so, we, so I can watch that? <laughs> oh, man. We can do it. We can do that whenever, bro. Yeah, I would love I'm, to do Point Break because I I love that movie. Yeah, and, see, we we, we we need to do a Point Break, uh, Fast and the Furious, and then the Point Break remake all in one movie, all in one podcast. I don't I don't know, dude. That sounds like ugh, we're, we're gonna start like bench pressing and be like, Yo, bro, bro, what's I, up, bro? <laughs> we're gonna be drinking Jaeger bombs, <laughs> wearing wife beaters, and then just like you know carry surfboards around, yeah. even though there's no fucking beach. I've just always got one on the top of my truck. (laughs) Just in case I need to catch a wave, bro. It does flood here sometimes. You can catch a really big wave. (laughs) Going down Poplar. All right. So back to the long kiss goodnight. Now that we've gotten off into tangent of tangent of tangent. (laughs) We'll bring it back in. You know, we've talked about almost all these, uh, um, and almost everybody that's worked on this movie before on one podcast with the exception of the director Rennie Harlan Harlan. who got real famous for uh, Cliffhanger well yeah I mean Cliffhanger was the one but yes that's the one he broke out with the worst film in Hollywood history Cutthroat Island yeah that's the one he did before the biggest bomb in yeah which is like um, I think that Shane Black was like I don't know if I want this motherfucker to do this movie and they were like they were offering him like four million dollars for the script and they they were like he's like I I don't I don't want to I don't want that dude to do this movie. He's like, what about four and a half million? And he's like, you can have it. Yeah, he, dude, he, uh, Shane Black set uh, <laughs> set a record uh, for being the highest paid screenwriter at the time. At the time, yeah. Yeah, four million for Long Kiss Goodnight. Ruined his career for a while. <laughs> well, yeah. He, apparently, a lot of other screenwriters got really jealous and. Uh, what do I get four and a half million dollars for a piece of shit screen? <laughs> 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 yeah, he got his four million, and he he left. He kind of retired from the business and just did. I would have too, Brian. Yeah, ghostwriting, as I, far as I know. Yeah, he ghosted. <laughs> I would have. Uh... He ghosted before ghosting was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ghosting in the real world, bitch. Yeah, Ow. man. It is what it is. What happened? He's gonna he didn't come back until long. Uh, wait, no, it's not long. Kiss goodnight. It was kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Interesting. Yeah, they got to have the kiss in there. Yeah, and it's got vo. Yeah. So I, I looked up the script. 
Have you read any of this script? I had to see what the uh, I have not read the script. What the log lines uh, or like the you know your action lines uh, read like in a four million four and a half million dollar script, and uh, it's really flowery. Like like he he describes the like he's really he he's giving it to him man he's like I'm making four and a half million dollars like <laughs> he's like I really gotta like gotta give it to him. You know? well, what was he doing? Was it was he just putting like little funny things in the descriptive line? Yeah, or? he's really like really desc- really describing every little thing and about you know um, even motivations and and like a- adding you know things that the that the characters thinking and you know things that you wouldn't normally when you read a script normally it's like this happens this happens then you see this then this but like yeah, he's actually very dry yeah he's actually giving yeah it's actually it's actually kind of fun to read so I I don't know if it's the shooting script is the one that I or like is it first draft. But uh, there's some good stuff in there. I, I think his first draft's pretty different. They, they they changed a lot. I didn't finish it. I just kind of like skimmed through it to see what a four and a half million dollar script looks like. Yeah, because the original budget was going to be like ten million, and you know as they got further along, they they had to cut it down to sixty five. They took it down to six point five. No, sixty five million. Oh, up from ten million. No, not a hundred million. What, what did you just say? You said ten, did million? I 10 million. Yes. Oh my god. Bro. So, you're, so I'm sitting there going, wait, what are you talking about? Oh How do you gosh. go from ten million to sixty five? Oh, fuck. Well, okay. Well, the original script was a hundred million dollars script, and then they lost funding along the way, and they had to rewrite it. And you know, they had uh, they had to rewrite it for a sixty-five million dollar budget. So it went from a hundred million to sixty-five million. Right. Oh my god! I can't believe I said ten million. <laughs> what are you gonna do? But I mean, and this movie wasn't a huge hit when it came out either. It only made almost made ninety million. It was like sixty six hundred thousand away from it, but. Almost made ninety million worldwide, but that's not enough, man. I mean, you got a sixty-five million dollar budget. You're not recouping that cost, man. You're not. Mm. Still a lot of money. It is a lot of money, and this kind of hurt Rennie Harlan's career. He never really got a really another big budget film like this again. What's his best movie? Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, probably. Yeah, and it's not that great. I, you know, what? I'd say, I'd say, well, I don't know. I like Cliffhanger a lot, man. I need to watch it a lot again. of fun. I, I, yeah. I mean, okay, like he made the worst Die Hard movie. Wait, no, he didn't. I haven't seen the most recent one. I'm talking about like a, guess, of the no. trilogy. Oh, okay, yeah, of the trilogy. It's still I don't really, I don't really think those other ones are. Live free it's, and it's, die it's, hard kind of, it's kind of like how when you look at like uh, Indy Indy Four and you're like, eh, I mean, I, they really have it. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a money grab, right? Like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, I can they, see that. They, yeah, they put the fucking refrigerator thing in there. Like, <laughs> they thought that was so dumb they didn't put that in Back to the Future. But don't put that in there. <laughs> That's a good pour sound, man. As Brian pours his winter coffee full of rum and black coffee. Or just black coffee. I don't know. The director had a lot of uh, a lot of things to say about why he thought the movie didn't recoup its money. Uh, I think his main thing was was the marketing was a little vague. If you looked at the posters, like we talked about... I'm or- telling you, the poster's the worst part of this movie. You, you know, I kind of agree with Rennie Harlan a little bit on this one. Like, what do you mean? I think the marketing does suck, and I did think it hurt the movie. Like, even the trailer, you're not given, like, a very clear story, and it's not very exciting. We're going to get to it here in a second. We'll play it. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think if I've even seen the trailer. Um, we'll have to talk about that after we watch it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards, but that's what he blamed. Um, and then Shane Black, of course. <laughs> he, like, he takes his hat off and throws it down on the ground. He's like, it's the trailer's fault. It's not all this dumb shit that we do in this movie that doesn't make any sense. You're talking about taking a big hit. People in this movie take really big hits and come back to life. Like, they're... Yeah. 
I'm talking about goddamn. You get knocked out of a windshield, thrown thirty feet into the you know into the woods, slammed down on the ground, and survive. Even though a kick to the face from a deer can either kill you or just knock you out, and then you burn alive. Like <laughs> that's pretty hardcore. Okay, you you sound like you don't like this movie. Like the the is, is it you know because me, it's too I'm, comic? I'm, I'm is gonna... it too comical? Because it is, it's not just a straight action movie, and it's a lot more silly than Lethal Weapon. A lot sillier um, than Lethal Weapon. I wasn't expecting it to be a cartoon, really. And I, and I, yeah, I wasn't. Oh. I, I was kind of a. I thought you see directed by Rennie Harlan. You just, you know, well, I, I didn't know what to expect with Rennie Harlan. Honestly. Oh, okay, all right. Well, every I didn't time know what I was going into. Every time I, you say his name, I just see Bruce Willis like flying up out of that <laughs> out of the co-pilot seat from the airplane blowing up, and he's just like. Aah! Yeah, yelling yeah. at the camera. <laughs> okay, touche. That's what I think of every time you say his name. It's just Bruce Willis. <laughs> okay, see, it, like I, my mindset wasn't there, and I don't dislike the movie. It's kind of like what I was I was telling uh, somebody uh, on the way over here, and I was like kind of explaining the movie to him. And every time I, I every time I explain this movie, I always wrap up the opening up through the deer scene. I kind of like tell the whole beginning of the movie up to the deer scene. Okay. And then like kind of spoil a little few things just to kind of set it up because I think that deer scene really like <laughs> it 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 lets you know It is so funny, man. It lets you know what you're in for. Like cuz up until that point you're like, "All right, this there can be some this 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 and then when that scene happens, you're like, "What? Okay." Oh, dude, it's it's so beautiful, man. I, I love the way it looks. Oh, I it's love pretty. how just I love the sound effect when she snaps that deer's. I neck. love when she pops up out of the out of the snow and she's all bloody and she's like oh, she's oh, she's gotta shake it off and then she like lumbers over to the deer and the deer's like meh and it's like kicking its legs and shit. She walks over and grabs it by the horns and <laughs> breaks its fucking neck. Dude, that was an awesome fake deer. Oh, dude, yeah. That, yeah, like, uh, yeah, a damn for a good deer. yeah, like its leg and was I, twitching. It, it, it puts money into that. I love when it kicks dude in the face because it's like, holy shit! Like it's like that—that's a cool little action beat. It's like it's like dude reaches over, he's gonna get him a little touchy feely, and she's like, "Don't you fucking touch me!" She's like, "Stop!" And then takes her attention off the road, looks up, deer standing, boom, through the glass, kick the dude in the face, lose control, boom, deer goes flying. She goes like through the windshield, thirty, forty. Fucking yards into the yeah. damn yeah, she goes I was like, through it. Whoa, <laughs> down down a hill, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I that, that's a scene where I like the editing. Uh, the the editing works there. I do have a problem with some of the editing in the film, though. Really, where? Um, I have a problem with how fast the movie is cut. The movie's two hours long, Brian. We got to get through it, d- dude. It goes through it like quick, though. I mean, like just the whole setup in the beginning when you're getting like she's writing her name, you get the VO backstory, and you just start going through the Eight amnesia. Years ago, I was <laughs> I washed up on shore, pregnant, pregnant, two months pregnant. I got a question. Okay, it's so fast. How can you wash up on shore, have amnesia? Nobody knows who you are, right? You don't. Yeah. You don't know who you are. Yeah. And in eight years, you're teaching school. How long does it take to go to college to prove to prove that you that you finished high school? Well, that was her cover. Was she was a school teacher? No, she's in class. She got the job, Brian. I know. Well, what I, what I'm saying though is is like her she's cover. School. Her she cover had... was that she was teaching school, and when she got the amnesia, I would assume that she had some kind of like something to let her know that she was a teacher in her wallet. 
Oh, you're saying you're saying she bought she, her cover. You're saying that she was undercover. Yeah, because she was a Gina Davis. I, is a I, I, I took it as she didn't. I got that. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't think she had any ID on her. Well, I, she she has to have something to let to let her know that she's a teacher because that's otherwise that's just really. I was incidental. very very surprised. I was like, how is she? How did she? How is she a teacher if she she washed up on shore pregnant? And like, and yeah, and, and then, then she was doing that in her cover because they dropped that. That's what she was doing. Okay, I missed that because I, I was just kind of confused with that. Because she even wrote a letter, like you know, I think she's like she was pregnant and she was really excited. Yeah, because they they find this box of her, like her. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a box of her belongings from her past before she gets amnesia. Well, you know, it's where she keeps her sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> is that the briefcase? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Whatever the suitcase she has. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really a, a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, I, I do like that because it's like you know, it's like a, it's like a woman's suitcase, you know, in like 1996, and it's you know, also has a sniper rifle that's goddamn huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she just yeah. I want a sniper rifle that you, you got to build. Man, I like the tone of this movie though, man. I mean, dude, rewatching, I hadn't seen this in about two years. I, 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 had, a, I had a blast. Right, like I said, I, like okay, so like I said, I, I was telling somebody about the movie, and um, I was like, I could come off thinking, sounding like I don't like things, but I'm just nitpicking it because we got to talk for an hour about it. So I've got to no, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But I'm not. So, I, so I can't say that I, 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 I'm not saying that I, I dislike the movie. I'm saying that there's some really unbelievable hokey shit in this movie. Yeah. But there's some really great dialogue stuff they do. Uh, I think this is a really fun popcorn movie. I think this is like, you know, uh, if, if you live in a legal state, smoke a giant dube and, and like, you know, and get into this. If you don't, man, drink a couple beers and like have a movie night. Like this, this, this is like a perfect movie night movie. Like yeah. if you if you're looking for something that's that, that won't challenge you and you're just like man let's have a fun night I mean dude but I will say that it took me a little bit to get through it because like I I don't know like I I didn't watch it in a straight push really I had to pause it and like you know man I feel like this thing moves so quick like I I do almost want a little bit more setup in the beginning like I almost want to see her like you know normal in her life with her child I agree. You know, before she has that accident, snaps the deer's neck, which makes her start having flashbacks of her previous life. And that's when shit gets crazy. I'd like to see a little bit more calm. Gina Davis and her boyfriend. Samantha, not Charlie. Yeah, exactly. You know, just to see what... Because you get like fucking four... I mean, you get like four or five scenes, but they're cut so fast. It's like a highlight reel. It's almost a montage, but there's like five or six lines of dialogue in between them. Right. So fast. That's the way I really feel about, like, all the the character moments. Like, they're just really quick. Like, even Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson, they get the the car scene when they're they're driving to, like, I forget. They're driving to see – it's not the boyfriend. Yeah, they're driving to see the boyfriend. Yeah. And it's before they uh, get sidetracked with uh, Brian Cox. They have that. They have that scene together, and then there's a hotel scene that Gina Davis and Samuel Jackson have. Yeah, it? where she's like, "It's time to get sexy on." Yeah, he's like, "He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not gonna try to like sleep with the help, are you?" And all that. Like, oh no, that's later. Oh, okay. What hotel scene? I was talking about the one with the. She finds the sniper rifle. Oh, was she like? Yeah, you know, and those are like really the only two. Oh, like, she, she fucking moments. shoots him when he's yeah. probably, like she almost takes him out when he comes to the door. He's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and those are the only two moments really in the movie that you get her. As Samantha, right. you know, and I guess this Mitch, whatever 
uh, Mitch Hennessy. That's Samuel Jackson's weird. character's name. It's kind of weird. His character wasn't supposed to be a black fella, and when they change him over to a black fella, they name him Hennessy, which is what you know stereotypical black people drink. Damn racist. Yeah, man, chain black, you asshole. <laughs> um, well, the uh, Gina Davis role was originally written for a man. Yeah. And then he changed that about like midway through because he wanted to do the mother daughter aspect. I think they wanted like uh, Hennessy's role to be either Matthew Broderick or uh, Richard Dreyfus, and I would love. What? Yeah, that just doesn't work, dude. Can you can you, oh, can you see Matthew no. Broderick? <laughs> no, no. Let's get him, Penny. Um. <laughs> Damn, man! Like, not only that, Gina Davis would be like a goddamn giant next to freaking. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, that motherfucker on like five apple boxes. <laughs> One more so he can be taller than the female, please. And she's like married to Rennie Harlan, right? Or was at the time? She was at the time, yeah. yeah. They, I think they got married like right before Cutthroat Island. Have you seen Cutthroat Island? Two. Yeah. Is it good? Uh, it's, been, it's been a while, but I remember being a fun little is, pirate is movie. It, is it the worst movie in... Uh, uh, no. Is it Waterworld? No, what? See, I, well, don't ask me because I love Waterworld. I love Waterworld, too. Yeah. So I've seen Waterworld, and I like that movie. It's not as good as Waterworld. I like Except that Except for the better. jet ski shit at the end. I, I even like that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to do a double feature where we do Waterworld and Cutthroat Island. Dude, I yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for my double disc uh, Blu-ray set of uh, Waterworld to come in. <laughs> it took him take him like over 20 years to put a fucking goddamn special edition of that movie out. We still don't have the machine you can piss in and drink it yet. That's okay. I'm all right, Brian. If I had a machine, if I brought it over, I was like, look what I got on Ronco.com, <laughs> and uh, it's a machine that you can piss in and drink it. Would you do it? Would you drink it? Okay. All right. Who's peeing in it? Because if I well, pee in it, maybe I'll drink no, my own pee. No, I mean, it's, it's, I'm it's definitely gonna not have, drinking anybody else's. It's, it's going to have to be a glass. So, like, you know, I'll piss in it, then you piss in it, or you can piss in it, and then I'll piss in it. At least, you know, you're the first. Well, you're, you're going to want to drink the, the, you know, put a straw in you drink the bottom first. Oh, wow, Jared. <laughs> Come on. Oh, visuals, brother. And the deal is I'm going to have to drink a couple Red Bulls before I do it so it's nice. My piss is nice and bright yellow, so that way we can actually see it work. It comes out clear. This water is a tiny tinged yellow. <laughs> you drink it and you're like, oh, wow, that tastes just like Evian. <laughs> it's like mineral water because it's still got the minerals in it. It just takes the yellow out. <laughs> What's that smell? That aroma? Mm. We do need to make sure we give another shout out to Mr. Alan Silvestri coming back in, doing the score for this film. What did, uh, what did he do before this? Oh, dude, I have no idea. Like, right before it? No, I mean, like, what was his big movie before this? Oh. Uh, Remind me. I know the name. Back, uh, back to the Future, Predator. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's how he fell in with those uh, those action guys. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can I dig that. Yeah, I don't know what he did right before this, but, yeah. I think he did a good job with this. I, I, I'm, tr- I'm struggling to remember the score, but I don't think that it... I mean, like, I, I didn't have an issue with it at the time. No, it, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it works exactly like a uh, score should. I don't think there's anything that really stands. I don't know. The bridge scene at the end, I, I do like that. That's got a nice little, you know, when, especially when they get the helicopter up in the air. Man, helicopter stunts. Dude, stunts in this movie? Yeah. Fucking incredible. Oh, and this movie has a silent helicopter, silent, silent T-Rex style helicopter that kind of comes out of nowhere, too. You know, talking about how how you know are you talking you, about at the farm? Yeah, you, where you would see, you know, like as soon as they find out, like you know, no, he's not who you think he is. The helicopter's right there on top of him, and all hell's breaking loose. 
Like, yeah. Well, well, you know, they're shouting at each other and stuff. Like, maybe I can't buy it. No. Go back and look at it. That helicopter's right on top of them. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been around a helicopter before. But they don't they don't come around, around the tree and just make noise then? They don't drop in like a T-Rex. And they, de- <laughs> like, you know, it, dude, seriously, you'd know that hooker was coming. Yeah, I'm okay with that, though. You know, no that that, that that's a, that's a perfect action movie thing. It's yeah. just like out of, and out of nowhere a helicopter appears. I think sound designers should just go back and like you know put in like little little teeny things. So when people complain about this, they can be like, no, listen, listen no. man, listen, listen, and you just hear the helicopter very quietly no, there, in the there's background. There's an insert shot that we need to put in where the uh, where the helicopter pilot flips the silent mode switch off. He's like, we're coming in close, and he clicks it off because now he can go into the super drive. Oh man! <laughs> he goes. <laughs> the Red October has gone into the flight mode. <laughs> Sean Connery's just sitting there on that sub, and he gets wings. <laughs> oh man, let's do it, brother! And of course, the uh, did, we, did we mention the DP? Guillermo Navarro. Guillermo Navarro. Do we uh, do we mention him? We have not, because he is uh, he, mo- he mostly works with um, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, um, Pacific Rim, Pan's Labyrinth. I think he did the Hellboy movies as well. That's did good he? work, man. Yeah, he did. I know he did at least one of them. He lit the fuck out of this movie. Yeah, he did. It, it's kind of like overlit. What? In some scenes. What do you mean overlit? Explain to our listeners what that even <sighs> fucking means, man. Because it doesn't mean bright it doesn't mean it's got too much light in it <laughs> well i guess it could mean that sometimes but there are times in a, in, a, in, a, in a movie where there's just so many practicals and so many like just different lights coming in from different angles yeah and, you know it just it does look where it's like well this is in no way shape or form reality Re- realistic yeah yeah so so what i'm saying is it's maybe comic comic booky a little bit it looks sexy though, man. No, it does. Like, like I said, that like that that deer scene, like in the woods and all. I mean, like that, that shit's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, but I'm thinking like in the uh, in the house. Oh, I love that. Like they had the little what's the mood, man. What do you mean with the mood? I said I want some mood. Oh, really? No, nah, I mean you, you got to separate a little bit. Like that's her normal, like little happy kitchen. Is that what you're talking about? Like in her house? Mm. You're talking about that fight scene when One Eye Jack comes in there with mm-hmm. the shotgun. See, I liked that, man. You're talking about those. Uh, the little under the counter lights. Yeah, when she's uh, picking up the pan. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's a little obnoxious, um, but I think it works, man. But it, it didn't. It didn't like bother me. Like really, when I was just like, but like I said, when I went back and I was like skimming through and just like looking at things. Um, yeah, I, I think overall it looks really good. I I, I like the stuff when when they're like being tortured. Like like with the uh, that whole like the way that the um, that the when they're in the the water and she's like going under underwater. And, oh, uh, I think, water I think wheel. all that stuff looks really good. Yeah, I think you're the right. stuff like later when they're in, when they're in the cooler and and, and, oh, and, yeah. and, and our big like reveal comes. You know about the the, the father's like bring my bitch in, bring that little bring my little bitch in here whatever that line is. Um, does it? I think the I think the little girl's good. I mean, as far as like kid actors go, but her lisp gets on my nerves. She talks with her tongue sticking out a little bit. She's like, "Mommy, no, get up! You know, life is fucking hard. You little bitch, get the fuck up!" You know. <laughs> yeah, I can see what you're saying, but it didn't bother me. I know, I know, but here's the deal, man. Like, you know, t- tell that girl to stick her tongue back a little bit and talk. <laughs> Enunciate your words. Yeah, I didn't have a problem. With, I, okay, I thought the, I thought the weakest link in the whole movie was the guy who played Timothy. That uh, what was his name, Craig Brelko. 
uh, uh, who, who was Timothy? Uh, Timothy is the the main villain. Uh, the guy, the guy who, the guy that actually the, knocks up Gina Davis's character. Really, I kind of liked him. Man, he's he's good sometimes. I I, I liked his like he he had some humor about him. I I, I like yeah. you know like he, he he's all about making little quippy jokes and shit. But he and he's just a fucking asshole. But like um. <laughs> He like fucking stabs that guy. He's like, he's like, he's like gonna give you a choice. He's, he's like, please, like, please use the gun or whatever. And he still stabs that motherfucker. Like, I, I like his character. Um, who is that guy though? Like, he had what? It, he looks somewhat familiar. Uh, man, uh, the only other movie I think of I could see him of uh, seeing him is Sour Grapes. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's a. I think it was a made for TV movie or went direct to cable. Uh, it had Steven Weber. It's about two brothers that uh, go to Vegas. You know what? You know what? Who would have been great in that role? Anybody that's threatening? Ben Affleck. In 1996? Yeah. That would have been like Goodwill Hunting, Ben Affleck. That's about the same age as that guy. Okay, yeah. That, okay, I guess that's my problem. Like, this guy is not fucking threatening. Ben Affleck in 1996 is not fucking threatening. You know what I mean? And he's younger than Gina Davis at the, in this movie, right? She's kind of... Did you say she's a little old for this role? No, I don't think she's old for this role. How old was she in I this? Think, I have no she's idea. She's got to be in her late for, in her mid-40s, right? Early 40s? Yeah, so I'd say, yeah. Somewhere around there. Mm. I thought I thought she was great, man. I didn't have a problem with her. I had a problem with him. He just seemed he was seemed a little too young. And then he, I don't know. There was just some moments where he delivers some of those jokes that just don't really work. <coughs> like the delivery is just a tad off. Like there's there's one moment where somebody calls him. It's in that torture scene where he stabs the dude, yeah. right? And they're in just that that empty airplane hangar for some reason. Well, it's because that's what happens in action movies, Brian. Yeah, you're in an empty. Why are they in an empty player air? air I, I because don't know. they, it, I guess it was on hand. It probably in the script it says some cool place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. Whatever. It made more sense than *Lethal Weapon*. Just put him in a dark dungeon somewhere. But <laughs> put, put him in a Freddy Krueger lair behind the uh, the lo- <laughs> behind, <laughs> behind the local uh, bar. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, he's just got some. He's got some dying. He's got some lines of dialogue that just don't really work for me man where you know he's like oh, can you get to the fucking point please and there's another one I at think the they're end just trying the to set him up as a dick he's just he's, he's a fucking dick yeah they just don't those moments don't work for me and then there's one on the walkie talkie where he's like oh man uh, uh, sir I'm dying and he's like uh, continue uh, dying he's like out <laughs> he's like please continue dying yeah it's yeah. just how he says it it's just it's not I, I can see right. what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. You know, but he's really good. Like, but, in, in that scene where he realizes that Gina Davis is, uh, I, I agree. Kid is his. He he totally does sell that. You totally see it in his face. Yeah, you, I don't want to rip I, on him too hard. Here's the deal. I think some of that's the director. You just think they got really great actors for all these other roles. <laughs> he needed some help. No, and well, Ricky yeah. Harlan was not he there dropped to, the ball. He wasn't there to help him. Um, out. Maybe, man. Like you know, it's kind of. I can see that. I I, th- I think some of that's the director because like you, we can see that he can act. He has good moments. It blows my mind when you got like directors like Rennie Harlan. They come over and this is their fucking second or fucking third language, and they're able to come over here and to communicate emotions to actors. That is that's got to be also like a little bit difficult as well. Oh yeah, totally. So there could have been a la- language barrier. He's um, like, um, could you do it uh, better? <laughs> <laughs> do it again. What did I do wrong? Uh, just again. Um, slower <laughs> and better. <laughs> okay, action. <laughs> Actually, the AD would call action. Be like action. <laughs> are we a trailer? We are. We're a trailer time. Is it we? time for the trailer, Brian? It's time for the trailer. 
So here's the trailer for The Long Kiss Goodnight. Hello, girls. Caitlin, come help me in the kitchen. Hurry up, because I forget where it is. That's her mom. She's got amnesia. <laughs> what if you couldn't remember your real name, your first kiss, or your last goodbye? And then suddenly... I used to do this! I'm a chef! No! Without warning... Give me something else! Celery! Oh, all your memories... Name's Charlie. I'm coming back. ...came flooding back to you. Even Charlie? Long time. One bullet at a time. You got movement on Samantha Kane. You're good. I may have a lead on someone. We still have some of her stuff. <laughs> This man is going to help me find some things out, so we'll be safe. Your full name is Charlene Elizabeth Baltimore. This could be trouble. My name is Samantha Kane. No, 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 forget all that. I'm in the GTA. Then quit. You're an assassin working for the United States government. We have 24 hours. We find her and we kill her. Now, he's going to a bar. Ten minutes later, sailors come running out. What up with that? On October 11th. Honk, if there's any trouble. Yes, Miss Daisy. Happy honking. If you have plans for a calm, quiet evening. Come here, yes. Hey, should we get a dog? It's time to kiss them all. Good night. Samuel L. Jackson, The Long Kiss, Goodnight, directed by Rennie Harlan. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for The Long Kiss, Goodnight. I thought that trailer was a lot better than you thought it was. Did, really? Yeah. Man, I don't think it gets the fun across, dude. I think it totally misses, like, the fun of this movie. Yeah. It comes across, like, very... S- Serious. Yeah, it, it, like it's taking like itself said, too yeah, serious. Like I said, yeah, I wasn't expecting the cartoon of this movie. Yeah. But I was. Just, I think you're missing. It's it, not not you missing. I think the trailer's missing. <laughs> I think you're missing but, the point, Jared. <laughs> I think it's missing like the the fun of like the the Shane Black appeal. You know, it's like you know, the buddy copness of Lethal Weapon at this point. Like, I think Lethal Weapon two and like just how fun those movies had become at that point. And the Last Boy Scout, the Last Action Hero, all these movies Shane Black wrote. They were just they're a lot of fun, man, and they're. I don't know. They're really zany, and then you get to the trailer of this, and it looks very serious. And... <laughs> um, I, I, I was trying to find something. I, I could have swore that I heard something about this movie was based on something else, but I was trying to find that during our break. But I, I saw this on IndieWire. Uh, this came out on May twentieth, two 2011. It says, sequel to <laughs> The Long Kiss Goodnight in the works, Samuel Jackson, 100% confirmed. It says here that the original film grossed over $80 million worldwide, but on a $65 million budget. Quite a lot of money for back then. Uh, but uh, Gina Davis, uh, they're, they're talking about replacing her with uh, Angelina Jolie, Uma Thurman, or, or Halle Berry. 
This what? is that's never gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. It's never gonna fucking happen. In IndieWire, what the fuck you doing? You had a slow news day at IndieWire. <laughs> no, I, they, they've been talking about doing a sequel to this for a while. Have uh, they really? Yeah. I think just because like Sam Jackson wanted to do it, and he's like, "That's my if, favorite movie. We're gonna do another one." Yeah, if you're not gonna get Gina Davis back, like, what's the point? Well, you know, she tried to revive the um, Exorcist franchise. Yeah, I think she could do better with this. Really? Yeah, she's gonna do. She's gonna do all that sexy stuff, you know. Where she, uh, I, I saw. I saw some people complaining about how they kind of sexualized her in this movie. What? But, but let me talk. Let me talk to you about that, and I know why they did that in this. Or, or, you know, why? Because this seems like... Well, they, I think they did it to separate the characters. No. Give you a yin and no. yang. Listen, let's, let's, just, let's, just, let's just make it even more simple, okay? All right. More simple than that. Yep. <laughs> Every right. action movie with a man... Yeah. He's got his shirt off. He's running around. He's got... He's, he's all... There, there's like you got to sell that sex, baby. Yeah, yeah they're, all, they're all glisteny. They're all oiled up. Baby oil. Right. So if it can happen with a man... They, so they, they did the exact same thing that they would do with a man, but with this film. Am I right? Yeah, I can see that. So they use the sex appeal. They're all horny. You know, like James Bond. He's like trying to fuck everything. Yeah, there's no nudity you know, in the movie, though. That's bullshit. There's yeah. a scene where she's in the shower and they pull back. It's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you don't see anything, but she's naked. She gets naked in the movie. Yeah, but you don't see anything. Unfortunately, even, even, even when she's like uh, looking at herself in the mirror, that was a weird composite. Why did? Why was that a composite? Wait, what are you talking about? I guess maybe they had to remove the camera when she was looking at herself in the mirror during the very beginning of the movie. She's she, doing the vo about you know she's she's got amnesia and she stares at herself. And, <coughs> oh, did, she's trying to you know see if she's got any scars or whatever. Yeah. I don't know why that. I guess maybe they were removing the camera in that, but that that's a composite shot. You can tell all the composites because it's got that weird '90s uh, color. Yeah, I guess digital composites. The computers couldn't handle the color 100 percent right, and they it, it, just, it always looks different. It's kind of like when you're watching a cartoon and the area that's going to move is a little bit darker or lighter. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Only it's like the whole shot. Is like <laughs> is like that. It's just, you're, you know you're watching beautiful you know photography of real things, and then all of a sudden, it... but they did a lot of really cool like uh, you know it's obviously stunt people sometimes. But there's actual people doing things. It's not oh, like yeah. a lot of CG. Like when they jump out the window and they fall into the lake, and she shoots out the window. Oh yeah, and they run and they jump out. You know, and they shoot the ice out from underneath them, and they bust through the lake. Dude, that is so badass. It's it's super badass. It's ridiculous and over the top, but it's awesome. I think you can get away with that then. And but if we were to do that now, people would be like, man, you know, I think if you sped it up, I mean, I, I bet you could probably do this now. I mean, think of all this sh- ridiculous shit they do in fucking Marvel movies, man. Right. I mean, is it really? I mean, okay, those are superheroes. They have superpowers, but you know, so do cops in in movies. Right. This was kind of like action movie heyday, though, right? A bunch mm-hmm. of action movies were coming out around this time. Yeah. So you well, think you would think? That, yeah, I guess. So you would think that action movies would have to contend with the previous one, especially when you got somebody like Shane Black, who's known for the action. So he has to top himself, right? So you got to come up with crazy shit. Like you got you got to have the crazy outlandish. Like what's what's going to be next? What's the next crazy shit that's going to happen? Because it, it needs to be the roller coaster ride. So, like I said, that like these movies like this get a pass because it, it needs to be outlandish, crazy shit. Because we're here for a spectacle. We need to see, you know, explosions and uh, running down the hall from the explosion. 
Yeah. Um, you know, car chase stuff. It doesn't have the character moments and then the really well thought out dialogue that Lethal Weapon did. I'll give it that. It, you know what I mean? You can still see all those elements here. Well, I think what helps Lethal Weapon is you get these this two characters that, that are working with each other all the time. I would think. I don't think Sam Jackson's in this movie a lot. Is he? Is, he's like he's kind of billed as top character. Like there's a whole like section in the front front part of the movie you don't even get him. Hey, well, no, yeah, there's like ten minutes. There's more than that. I don't, dude. I don't think so. Really? I mean, yeah, it's pretty much right after that deer scene. You're introduced to his character when he's doing that sting operation. He's uh, not sting, but he's he's actually a con job. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like, <laughs> like that guy screwing the prostitute. Yeah. He, he busts in on him, trying to <laughs> extort some money out of the this guy, this John. <laughs> Who's a that. That, uh, the guy that the that's playing the John um, is one of the bad guys in um, uh, Cliffhanger. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's nice little. It's nice, good nice to get another moment. gig. <laughs> 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 Fucking some Brad. A little bit of a downgrade in a, in, a, in a role, but you know, hey, whatever. I'm sure he came in for like a couple hours and got paid uh, nice. Yeah. Or at least yeah, we got to so. see some tits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we got to see him, but. No, we didn't. I don't know if she was wearing a bra. I don't know how far they got. <laughs> because, I mean, well, the, the, I mean, you know, she wasn't actually a prostitute. That's uh, Sam Jackson's secretary, um, his character's secretary in the movie. You, you gave me this movie for Christmas, and I appreciate that. And um, but the uh, the DVD you had was like one of those really confusing DVDs that has the like the full screen version on one side and the widescreen version on the other side. Oh, and yeah. I always stick it in wrong because I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay. So it says widescreen on this side. Does that mean that the other side's widescreen or is it the side that it says it's on? Yeah. Okay. So the side it says should be facing you when you put it in the disc. Right. So if it says widescreen, widescreen faces up at you so you can read it. Yeah, I know. I yeah. figured that out. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> For but, future uh, reference. <laughs> but I, I fuck that. They, they should never even have a full screen version. Because as soon as it's stuck in there, it says, this, this, this film has been formatted to fit your TV. And I was like, not anymore, bitch. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's an older, it's an older uh, DVD. Yeah, and it does not have a, a DVD commentary. And from what I can tell... There's no special features it, yeah, on any release, it dude. doesn't. It doesn't have it. Yeah. Like, god damn it, man. The Blu-ray doesn't I, have anything I, on I, it either. I really, really, really wanted to hear what they had to say about this movie, but there's nothing. And Rennie Harlan does uh, audio commentary. Does he? Yeah. I was about to ask that. Like, he even did he normally... one for, like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Wow. Because that was, like, I think his first American movie. Which one was that one? Uh, the uh, Dream... It's after, it's after Dream Warrior, right? Yeah, yeah. What was the, what's that one about? That's the one where the the dog pees and uh, on uh, Freddy's bones, and that's what revives him. I, I, I'm not I'm not making that up. The dog like pisses fire in this guy's dream, and it revives Freddy. I don't know if I like any of these dudes' movies. <laughs> <laughs> and he did uh, he did Exorcist Four a little bit later, not a little bit later. That was a couple what years was that, after Dominion. No, that's the one Paul Schrader did. That it okay. That was also The Exorcist Four, but that was Paul Schrader's version. The studio saw it, hated it, fired him, hired Rennie Harlan to come in. Wow! And that's the film we got in theaters. Why didn't Paul Schrader shoot himself after that? He's like, you brought in Rennie Harlan, you brought in the long kiss goodnight guy. <laughs> oh. Okay, dude, this stunts are awesome, though. No, I'm, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying, really, I'm trying to be, uh, I'm trying to be James over here, I'm and really, just like, <laughs> no, I'm, I really, 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 really like all the acting. Um, I've had, 
minus you know t- the guy playing Timothy. I mean, I loved ev- loved all these performances, dude. No, there's really super. There's great moments. Um, I just wish we had more of them. I I even like uh, who's the guy who who plays who she thinks that she's like uh, that could be the baby daddy. And that they may have been in a relationship, and she goes over, and he's actually the mark that she was supposed to kill. Oh, David Morris. Yeah, that dude is a badass. And I like, I, I was like, I love this actor, and I, I like, I, I can't remember what else he's been in, but I know Green I've Mile? seen him. Is that what you're thinking of? Okay, I know. All right, yeah, he was definitely in that. He was in 16 Blocks with Bruce Willis. Wow, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> wow, I forgot Richard about that Donner, movie. Richard man. I think that was his last uh, last film he made. Really? Yeah, I saw that in the theater. There you go, dude. Look at that. It's last Richard Donner joint. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah. He needs to make another movie. Get off your ass. Damn. What are you doing? He's seen a movie that I made. Have you told me this story before? Uh, when I was in film school, I did this like little short film called Love in the Key of Z. It's like a zombie musical. I think you have told me this, but... It's, it's on my IMDb. Um, and uh, <laughs> it got into... What? Oh yeah, like how you threw that in. It's on my it's IMDb. On my IMDb page. Um, and his wife has a uh, film festival in New York, and our little film got into the film festival in New York. I have a picture of um, of George Romero holding the DVD of this movie that I was in. And amazing, yeah. <laughs> Richard Donner and George Romero. And so the director of this little short. Got to have lunch with Richard Donner and his wife, and uh, he told the he told the mustache story. I think I, I told that on the Superman podcast. He he got to hear the mustache. She did. She yeah, she uh, she got to hear the mustache story at 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 at, at in lunch. person in person. And for and for, I'll I'll do a real quick just overcap. Basically, um, <coughs> Richard Donner tells a story about how he how he kind of conned um, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman into shaving, shaving his mustache off. By having a fake mustache made, and then going up to him and telling him, "Hey, look, man, my my wife really loves my mustache, but if you will do me a solid and shave yours, I'll shave mine." And so uh, Gene Hackman shaves his off, and then um, Richard Donner looks at him and says, "You're a punk bitch, got you," and rips his off, which was fake. And did he really say punk bitch? He probably did not, <laughs> but he did say that he did say that uh, Gene Hackman got really mad left the makeup trailer, was super upset, and he's like, fuck, I just lost my actor. But then he came back and was like, you got balls, kid. (laughs) (laughs) But he would not shave his head. He refused to shave his head, and they did a bald cap. But anyways, so yeah, um, obviously Richard Donner did not like my performance in Love in the Key of Z because I did not get an acting career out of it. Maybe it's because I was too young for the role because I was playing daddy, and I was probably 22. What? <laughs> How old so, was the kid? I was a young father. Fifteen. <laughs> Wait a minute, guys. The, the math doesn't work out here. Uh, we, we have sex really young in Florida. <laughs> Age seven. Yeah. You know, that's when hey, things look, start working yeah, down there. Yeah, fuck it, right? The water causes puberty really early. They put us in the playpen, and whatever happens, happens. It's a co-ed playpen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Woo. Start separating them in the uh, daycare. <laughs> it's like a Florida man. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, back to the long kiss goodnight. Um, what's your favorite scene from this movie, Brian? The bridge, man. The bridge at the end. It, it's hands down. I mean, I, I like the part of that scene. scene. The, the whole thing, man. The minute the truck, she gets into the truck and does like a, um, a Terminator 2 
rips the guy out of the truck. Oh, dude, I love that, dude. <laughs> she even, I think she even says, like, I need this or something like that. Why didn't she, Get like, out. why didn't she, like, it's not like the box on the side of the truck was locked. All she had to do was go over there. For one thing, why the fuck did that little girl no, run no, over there? No, th- no, it was get, locked. It was not, Brian. I mean, if you go back and watch the end where it's on its side, she goes over there and she just opens it. I thought Samuel L. Jackson... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's right. He no, got shot. He never made it. it over there. She just can't open it from the but inside. But she's got to get the bomb out of there, dude. Otherwise, the bomb's going to kill all those people. Brian. So what she was going to do was drive the tru- truck her away. Kid in it. Dude, look. Brian. We, we, there's people chasing you, after her, though. There's Brian, bad guys. She's right? a badass. She's in full fucking spy mode. All she has to do... Well, for one thing... The ki- look if she if no, this no hold on. If, if she if she gets the kid right out of out of the truck okay right right lets the kid go timothy's just who's following her is just gonna scoop the kid up again and then we're okay. right back to where we were all right well she should she should open the box slap the kid because she's like look i told you to run away and you ran toward the action Mommy and you need to have a discussion when well, we get home. You know. <laughs> do you remember? When, do you remember when you fell down on the ice? You know, if this is going to be way worse. <laughs> so I was going to say, <laughs> if, she, if she gets all Charlie on her later when she gets back home, she's just going to start smacking the shit out of the kid, being like, "Who the fuck hides in a fucking lockbox in a truck? You stupid bitch!" <laughs> just start smacking the crap out of her daughter after she saved her life. It's yeah, but anyways. Um, yeah, there, that ice skating scene's rough. I like it though. I like that. I, no, it, I do it's like kinda, it. And, and I also love the uh, the catharsis after that when she realizes, "Holy fuck, who am I? I can't believe I did that to my own daughter." Like, I I, I like that. I, I no, love. It's, she it's she has moment. she has definite like arcs in this movie where like you know you see her like I I I think she does a really good job with this role. Yeah, and and like there's even some moments where she's um she kind of lets her Beetlejuice face come out. There's like a uh, there's oh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And yeah, what scene her is, yeah, yeah, her reaction stuff. I was like, wow, yeah. dude. She's like uh, totally like harkening back to Beetlejuice. I I got it when uh, she's in the car with the old man and he grabs her. He grabs her boob. Yeah, when he's doing the the drunk test. Look, I can touch. My oh, fingers. that's right. He, do, he, he grabs boob, her yeah. boob. Yeah, her reaction there was like, oh, Beetlejuice moment. Yeah, the stunt guy at the end uh, who like gets dropped down and he like. Like gets stuck on the Christmas on the lights or whatever. Oh, it falls it and he's on out fire of and shit. What a badass dude! That was that's super fucking cool, dude. That is so awesome. Even later when she like Timothy gets back up in the helicopter. Oh, she's sliding down it. She's like oh, die screaming man. motherfucker. Yeah, like, dude. She's just like <laughs> flying up there. And dude, that's I don't know how the fuck they got it, but man, I had I paused it and was going through. Fr- that's actually fucking Gina Davis in one of those shots. Fucking, they're flying her up. On those Christmas lights, and it's like, damn, dude. That's an Academy Award-winning actress right there. You are just flying up, and she's screaming, die. Um, <laughs> what, is, what is she screaming? Die, die screaming, motherfucker. Which is interesting because I um, there's a scene where they're in like a train station, and, yeah. and they're running. I think it's a stunt double running up the stairs and stuff like that. Like the wig is a little too red and and, and wide looking. And then when they oh, those, come, you're talking about when they're shooting behind her, yeah. I can see that with all those. I'm like, uh, why are they? Why are they? She, what, she couldn't run. Well, they got all those little explosions going off in there. Interesting, but yeah, that's. Just, I don't know. They could have been worried about you know something flying her in her face or something like that. No, that makes sense. I, I don't know. I'm not a special effects guy. I just do what I'm told on, <laughs> on stuff like that, man. <laughs> I don't fuck with that shit. Oh, I don't mess with explosions. Um. So, did you know that uh, Samuel L. Jackson was supposed to die in this movie? Yeah. 
And then, and he dies in a really cool fucking way. He gets ejected out of a building through a fucking sign. And then... No, he wasn't going to die there. Uh, it's, is that not where he dies? No, it's when he goes and tries to save uh, her little girl when she locks herself in the truck. Um, Gina Davis gets on that sniper rifle. And Samuel Jackson's like, all right, come on, I can do this. Just do this one fucking thing right. Because his whole backstory is that he's a cop. He got fa- uh, He stole some shit. His partner ratted him out. He right. did four years jail time. So now he, he needs to redeem himself. Because he's got this backstory. He, he, he with never his gets kid. anything right, you know. He's, his whole life, he's been a failure yeah. and all that. I love that scene with his kid. Where he, where, that is a great scene. Where the uh, where the mom, he's like, mom, mom said that you know, she she thought that you like stole that bike that you gave me, and so she called around to all the stores. He's like, <laughs> son, you tell your mom I don't steal anything local. <laughs> I was like, wow, man, and that, that's that, that's a really great scene. And then the kids like, you know, I, I can't have this toy and all that. That uh, that, that, that told that's a totally good scene to set his character and like you know give him motivations and stuff like that. I was trying to figure out like where he would have died, uh, being dead. Uh, like uh, he would definitely die being thrown out of a building through a fucking sign, you know, fifty yards out into the woods, just I, like the deer. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they rewrote like him coming out in the car and that's how he's you know like him picking up uh, Charlie and or Gina Davis and her daughter. That that that, that, that was reshot. That, those were reshoots right there. Those were? that was okay. All right, so do you, do you all right? So you know that they they had a cut completely with him dead, and they did a test screening. Yeah, and then somebody said you can't kill Sam Jackson. So his <laughs> first line when he comes back with the reshoots, he's like, "You can't kill me, motherfucker." That is so badass. It's kind of like in your face, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I do, I love that sequence too because it's got every technique of uh, of filmmaking that existed at that time. What do you mean, Brian? Uh, <laughs> okay, we have we have stunt works. We have all these uh, stunt things going on. We have cable removal, right? We have digital compositing. We have a model shot when the bit of the bridge blows up. There's even a little. They even built a little toy car that's like you know moving toward the camera and it blows up. And then there's some digital composites there. And there's a bunch of uh, rear sc- screen projection work and blue yeah. screen in the car. Yeah, every time you cut to his face and shit, there's rear screen. Yeah. Rear screen there's even some awesome poor man's process stuff in the car at night. Did you notice that? When he's driving along and it's just snowing and all you see is like the smoke from the exhaust in the back window. And poor man's process is when um, the car is stationary in a garage or a soundstage or something. It's completely dark and you're just pumping lights in and you're faking lights passing by. They just pretty much swing a light around. I know that, Brian. I know you know that. <laughs> I was describing it for our listeners. I know that, Brian. I know, I know that too, Brian. Okay, I tell you, I tell you one thing. I do, don't care much for are the the flashback um, dream sequences when Gina Davis's uh, Samantha character starts remembering Charlie. Remember, that's got some shitty composites where they like dark they dark the sky out and they speed the clouds up. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that, dude. That has not aged well at all, and just looks undies as fuck. You know what I mean? It's just really. It's, it's 96, man. Yeah, it, but it's the only time in the movie I really. I mean, outside of some digital compositing issues, it's the only time I ever really felt the age of the film, which is interesting because it's like a few years after Jurassic Park. Yeah, but this was, you know, made for probably about the same amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you got a little bit more. You got you got some stars here. You know, Sam Jackson is is you know he was an Oscar uh, nominee at this point. Yeah, 
Uh, Gina Davis definitely had already won her Oscar. Definitely after Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that was in 94. Yeah. So, I mean, he was on his way up, man. He was super... I mean, this was before Jackie Brown. Wait, 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 wait. Is um, What's the one where he gets eaten by the shark? Is this, is this before or after that? Oh, my gosh. It's after, and guess what? What? Same director, Rennie Harlan. Okay, so that one's a good Deep movie. Deep Blue Sea. Okay, cool. So Cliffhanger and Deep Blue Sea are his two best films. <laughs> And Deep Blue Sea is ridiculous as fuck, but that's probably the best on-screen death I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm tired of these motherfucking sharks on my motherfucking sea lab. <laughs> oh, man. Have you done that one yet? No, we, we oh, have not done we Deep Blue Sea. that one, man. That's a fun movie. That is a fun movie. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. Okay. I'm, I'm, get, cool I'm, J, get, man. I'm getting uh, turned around a little bit on, on, on Mr. Harlan here. Yeah, he's got a style. He's got a style. He definitely has a voice. And it's like, turned up to 11. Could you do it um, slower and better? (laughs) Another composite that I thought was really uh, just bizarre, why it even needed to exist, was uh, One-Eyed Jack when he's... (laughs) That's the guy's name. I gotta talk about One-Eyed Jack, man. But yeah, what's the composite? When he's in prison. Why is that a composite shot? Like, you well, couldn't get a well, set here, for a day? Here's, it's just really bizarre. Here, here's the thing about the prison thing. I, the reason I didn't even see that or register that as a composite is because why is this guy in prison alone watching the fucking Christmas parade? Okay. And, hey, hold on a second. Solitary confinement, maybe? No. But he's allowed to watch TV. Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. And he sees Charlie, and he just miraculously escapes from prison. Meaning that he could have escaped at any time, I guess. He just needed the right motivation. Yeah. You don't see how he escapes. Like, he's just like, he just, oh, he just got out. He, and, got, he got, like, murder rage. He was like, oh, God, i got to go murder this bitch. Oh, took my she eye. took my eye out with a needle. Um, you know, like, uh, but I do, I, do like, I do like his entrance into the, you know, the carolers show up, and she goes. She grabs. Oh, yeah. She grabs the bowl of M and M's. She's about to go out. You know the ho- that's holiday. The holiday M and M's, and you know because all the carolers that you you see that they're kind of you know they're they're even singing and shitty, singing really bad. You just <laughs> think, they oh man, up. they're really shitty carolers. But like, no motherfucker's got a damn shotgun to their head. No, he's got <laughs> a rocket launcher because he like blows a hole out of a wall, like. What the fuck gun does he have? Oh, that was a shitty composite. That's too. a shitty, really shitty. It's like you know, like yeah. you see out into the. Yeah, that was really. That was bad. a bad. That was a bad set design too, because like where the hole was for some reason, it it was metal. Like their metal, their house was made of metal for some reason. It's like <laughs> wait a minute, wait, like, like brick uh, and siding, guys. Look, Come on, look, we don't really have the budget to uh, go out and get proper textures. Um, so, uh, Mister Holland, <laughs> I think we're gonna use uh, metal. It's like they saw Terminator too. And you know when Arnold blows up uh, the the door in the Skynet at the very end? Uh, no, it's not the very end. But when he's in Skynet, and he's like, "Let me try mine," <laughs> oh, he's thunk. The, the, yeah. yeah, and there's a giant like explosion in there. And then when he walks through there, you know, he's walking through a metal door, a secure door, and it's bent out like that. It looked just like that, but that makes sense because that was a metal door. This right. is the inside wall of a house. Interesting. I need to see that again. It looked like that's what they were copying in their. Well, design. you know, this was early before Panic Room, but that's where the Panic Room was. It was on the other side of that wall, and you Wait, know, throw her in the treehouse. It'll work. <laughs> oh, I love that. Panic she Room picks, on a budget. 
<laughs> I love how I love how Gina Davis picks up the little girl and throws her out the fucking thing into the damn treehouse. I yeah, I like that. Too. Yeah, that man. is a good moment. Yeah, it's, there's that's fun. Though you know, okay, when she breaks the dude's neck, um, or whatever she does, I think she breaks his neck. She does some cool karate move. There, uh, she she kind of beats his ass, and then she leans down and like grabs his and like <laughs> and breaks his neck like right. Right in front of the in front of her boyfriend, um, but she licks this pie cream because she throws a, a pie in his face earlier. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, mm. and it was a cherry pie, yeah. or some kind of red fruit was in the pie. There, there's totally blood in her mouth. It, okay, that's what I was gonna say. Did she just also yeah. lick that? Because yeah, totally. it is clearly red, yeah. and cream, and she yeah. licks it, and it's like, oh, did you just lick that dude's blood? <laughs> He's been in prison. You know, wait, wait, wait! You go to prison and you instantly get uh, like tainted blood. I'm just saying, dude. You know, you know what prison's known for. You know, you drop in the soap, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, just saying, thinking, yeah. Okay. You know, I'm just saying, like prisons don't sound like the most sanitary environment to me. Maybe they are. No, <laughs> Brian. No, but I've been to Alcatraz, and that looks like shit. Well, it <laughs> it's is like, old. It's been closed for yeah, a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and as soon as Clint Eastwood left, it kind of went down from there. Oh, that's a good movie. That is a good movie. Escape from Alcatraz. Um, so I was I was at a I was at a little party last night uh, and had some friends leaving town, and I was talking about our um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service uh, podcast. Because we had some uh, English people there, and I was asking what they thought about that film. And they said that it's actually a good James Bond movie, because English people love James Bond movies. But I also came to the conclusion that if you bring up James Bond, any James Bond movie, to an English person, they'll say, oh, that's a great movie. No. <laughs> you just don't know which ones to ask about, Jared. <laughs> like, what's the bad ones? Uh, I'm not a big fan of Moonraker. I'm not a big fan of... Uh... Not a big fan of Octopussy. Never, never been the biggest fan of that one. Die, uh, Die Another Day, not my favorite. Moonraker is not my favorite. When we, when we put up our paywall, you know, people have to pay. We'll do a whole like James Bond like spinoff podcast where we'll we'll talk about all those. But we'll get through them one day. We'll get to get to my point here. Uh, I was talking about how we uh, how we how we made uh, martinis, and the guy that taught me how to make martinis was there, and I told him how. I, I was talking to you about the the recipe and all that, and I um, <coughs> and he had made some um, some stuffed olives. This does have a point, by the way. Uh, he he had made some stuffed olives. Oh, I'm listening. <laughs> and so I had a really nice gin martini with two um, like uh, blue cheese stuffed olives in there, and I, you know, like I said, blue cheese. Yeah, blue cheese in an olive is sex. In, in a, in a, in a in gin a, martini. Okay, it's very nice. Right, right, right. Okay. So, like I said before on, on that podcast, when you're drinking a martini, you need to think, you need to have the olives. What? <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. When you're drinking a martini, you need to have olives that are so good that when, you, <laughs> when, you, when you're done with the martini, that it's like a dessert. It's like a treat, right? And I, li- right. And I live by this, like, uh, this, this philosophy. So I was taking my time with this with this gin martini because I had to be up at 5 a.m. this morning. And so I was like, you know, I'm not trying to get trashed because I know if I finished it, they would make me another one. And I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not playing that game. So um, <laughs> the glass just gets yeah. refilled. And yeah, refilled. I'm not playing the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. like to drink. Anyways, um, I brought my dog to the party because everybody loves my dog and they wanted to like see him before he left and all that before they before everybody left town. But anyway, so 
I have my martini glass sitting there. It's got it's got a, a, a skewer sticking out of it with two beautiful olives waiting for me to eat them as a, a, as a dessert. And my dog walks by in between me and the table, and his tail hits the martini glass and just so happens to scoop those two the the olives up. They fly up in the air and they hit the ground. And I'm like, oh no! <laughs> Damn it! It's, My treat has been soiled. Oh, oh no, no, no! I was like, I can't let these go to waste because something like you know, Steve. Steve spent all this time like stuffing these olives and all that kind of stuff with the blue cheese. Oh my god! He, he did it himself, right? Oh wow! So, <laughs> so I reach down and I grab the olives, uh, the skewer off the ground, and it's got the two olives on it, and it's kind of dirty, and I kind of like wipe it off, and then this little British lady sitting next to me, and I like look over at her. And I, like, take my olives and I dip them down in this, like, glass of porter beer to kind of rinse them off. And I just, like, eat one of them. And this lady's, like, she, she looked at me like, oh, my God. Like, she was about to throw up. She's like, and I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, why, why was she getting ready to throw up? Because you dipped them in the beer? Because I picked them up off the ground. Then dipped them in beer, and then <laughs> I, I ate them. I mean, the them. beer cleaned them off. I mean, come on, you know. And then everybody's like, "I don't think that that sterilized." And I said, "I wasn't trying to sterilize it. I was just trying to get all the dog hair and fucking dirt off of it." Gosh. N- next time uh, we, we come over, I'll make sure they take the olives that fell on the floor out to the sink. Damn, picky motherfuckers over here. But anyway, so her her licking that blood and, and pie uh, filling up made me think of that. Oh. It's nasty. It's the grossest thing in the movie, bro. But grossest I, fucking. Thing. I will say this, but as soon as I started to eat that um, uh, blue cheese stuffed olive, uh, somebody at the table said, um, "Well, there's probably not just dog hair down there. There's probably kitty litter full of cat piss." And when you're eating a blue cheese stuffed olive that's been soaked in gin and porter beer, and you hear the word cat piss, that olive instantly tastes like cat piss. So I kind of like. Got a little grossed out. So you, what you're telling me is your treat was tainted. Yes. At the end of this experience. Because of my fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> no dog and martini. But apparently uh, pie. Must be kept separate. Uh, like, you know, whipped cream and blood goes really well together. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Damn, man. Should have had something, like, queued up after... After my long-winded story that had no ending. <laughs> oh, my God, man. We uh, we do have to bring up the ice skating scene. I know we talked about it the first time with her daughter. Right. right. Then there's a callback later when she has an action moment. Right. Charlie, for some reason, like can lace up these skates super quick. Yeah. I mean, like, no time at all. And then and she's just fucking haul ass and catch up. To damn. a damn, yeah, man. Well, you know, here's she skated the, all the way out on the ice, man. Caught that car. I'm just that was saying, following Sam Jackson. I'm just saying, it's kind of like how in uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service they were like, okay, look, James Bond in the snow. Let's think about all the cool things we can do with that, right? In this movie, they're like, okay, cool. Shane Black just uh, just got off of like uh, doing punch ups on Last Action Hero, so he's already in that mode. We're going to we're going to think about okay, cool. We got an action movie. We're, we're going to put a woman in the in, in the role. Okay, what happens in action movies? There's a car chase scene. Okay, cool. And someone can catch the car on foot. Okay, cool. But wait, we're in the snow. How is she going to catch him on foot? Because she's going to wait. Ice skates. Ice skates. So she can catch up with uh, like two cars. Uh, was it two cars chasing each other? Uh, yeah, well, it's it, yeah, Jason yeah. Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So they're chasing Sam Jackson down, and she busts ass on damn ice skates. Man, she can skate her ass off. 
it is it is badass though and uh they actually the car hit comes out into the ice and she just fucking double taps both those motherfuckers in the in the fucking front oh it's so cool she is a badass she is it's cool man i, I always like it in the movies when they uh shoot through the car window you get the nice bullet hole and the blood spray oh yeah it's 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 a good effect man simple primitive and effective <laughs> I miss '80s squibs, dude. Like, and, and even '90s ones. Oh, actually, uh, I was showing somebody. Uh, I was telling somebody um, came over to the house last night, and I was talking about this movie. And uh, they were like, "Well, cool. Uh, let's let's pull up YouTube and like look at, look for some scenes, uh, you know, so I could so we should see some things." And the uh, there's a, the entire train sequence, like the train uh, where uh, they go in to meet they go in to meet the guy, and it's not him. Uh, who's the guy she calls? Oh, uh, Brian Cox. She calls Brian Cox up, and, yeah. and, and they're supposed to meet up at this train station or whatever. Yeah, and there's just like some CIA. And goo. this guy comes up, and he and yeah. he pulls out a gun, and then she she reaches down into like Hennessy's pocket and shoots out of his pocket, kills this motherfucker. He falls down, then like uh, Hennessy runs over and like sees he's got a damn like Uzi <laughs> in his pocket. He pulls out and he pulls out the Uzi, and then all hell breaks loose. They're trying to run away, and all these motherfuckers come in. And for some reason, in this movie, when motherfuckers shoot, they don't hit anything but everybody else, but what they're trying to hit. Like the, the, there's a there's a poor like bellhop dude who just instantly gets fucking. Uh, yeah. Up. yeah, and there's like some woman that's running by. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah, she gets mowed so, down as well. Uh, but you, you brought up the squibs, but it was really funny. My buddy was like, whoa, look at those squibs go off. And they're like massive, just blood blowing everywhere. Like, dude, they're real, real badass. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're not as good as Die Hard, but they're good. <sighs> Die Hard's got the best ones, man. Those <laughs> things are so fucking huge in that movie. Oh, my God. People just get... Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, man, uh, what did you think of this uh, ending? We get the exposition dump. The you, CIA. You mean there's like three endings to this movie. Well, we find out that it's a false flag operation, pretty much. Or it's uh wait, no, uh, we uh, no, we, uh, there's like a total like nine eleven like you know foreshadow in this movie where they. What do you mean? 9/11? Oh well, they talk okay, about yeah. they talk about you know the 1993 like World Trade Center thing, but then they're like, you know, we're trying to do this thing and we're gonna like blame it on the Muslims. They and, like, straight you know, up like, said, yeah, <laughs> like, they're like, oh, we're getting racist yeah, here. Yeah, guys. like holy shit, <laughs> we know what America needs. We need yeah. to hate on some Muslims. We're gonna blame it on them. Yeah, they, yeah, they have him in the in the freezer and they're gonna I dump love, him in the car. I love that. I love that. Like. um where they're like taking Sam Jackson away, and he he's like he's like I'll be waiting for you to save me. She's like, just be a minute. That's so badass. So I got a question about the freezer that. scene worked really well, except for one thing on that. So they releasing all this gasoline into this into the into the room, right? Like she go down, they they go down into the into that basement area. She's got the little girl with her. And yeah, and then, she pops and, up. The, yeah, and just and, starts randomly shooting. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying that there's like there's like gasoline cans for some reason. And the gas is like spilled out everywhere, and so they're like he's, yeah. like, he's like he's like he's like I'll fucking light your ass on fire right now unless you give up, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So explain this to me. Is that the same location where the freezer is down in that basement where all the gas cans were? Oh no no no! I don't think the freezer was in the basement because how in the fuck? Okay, so they're locked in the freezer. Yeah. Okay, she digs out a little trench on the ground. Yeah. And pours gasoline. Dude, they have a lot of gasoline barrels, okay? When you're doing why was evil there, government... How is there a gasoline barrel in that, in that freezer? 
It wasn't in the freezer. It was outside the freezer. Because remember, she she takes a crowbar and she makes that little uh, she indention. makes the trench, right? Yeah, and then she pours the gas in there. And it, but how does she? Where does she get gas from? She gets uh, out of the baby. Oh, she filled the baby bladder. Okay, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, that's what she did. Yeah. But for some reason, it made the perfect Her- channel over to that other one. Uh, you know, like, yeah, they have <laughs> gasoline barrels just all over this place. It's it's kind of like a, a video game, you know, where you're going through where you like you can shoot the you can shoot the gas barrels. You know, it's about the red yes. barrels in every video game. You know, so for some reason <laughs> they blow it. Yeah, for some reason they're always like strategically placed next to where the where the bad guys are standing. Yeah, dude, this poor fucking hotel gets <laughs> fucked up in this movie. It's like, damn, we we should not have taken that CIA contract and, and yeah, let them man. let this maybe have a safe house. Yeah, yeah. I was like, was I, I want to see the CIA CIA guys like really, you know showing up with like giant like trucks with like gas barrels and they're like like whoa 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 like no 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 like you can't put that there like uh, 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 sir 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 you need to step away from there we have to we have to put these 12 barrels of gas you know strategically around because you never know when we might need to fill up our vehicles we can't have the generators run out too <laughs> the cia guys are coming in they're like hey man you gotta watch out there's some aikadas around here there's some of these muslims I- 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 <laughs> but yeah i mean i really really like all this network at the end um yeah bl- bl- blows me away plot does get a a little confusing in terms of like well i guess like charlie's relationship <coughs> to timothy it's a little confusing like how they had sex what are you talking about she was or, like well i mean Okay, so I understand. She's a spy. She fucks people. Well, I understand she's a spy, right? And she's supposed to have cover as a school teacher, and that's how she gets um, in on this Douglas guy, right? Who David Morrison plays. Right. And she's supposed to be undercover having a relationship with him. So how did she have sex with this other guy? When did that happen? It's kind of... I don't think she was supposed to be having a relationship with him. They were, they were engaged. No, they were not. I don't think so. I think she... Thought that no, that was her cover. I thought that that was just like misleading, they, like like she was like thinking that, and then no, and and then I thought I thought that because she she approached him on that, and he just like went with it. I think he's just like on the fly. I was like, oh okay, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because remember, even when he's uh, torturing her, you know, he's like, you know, I need to be sure that you really have amnesia or something along those lines. Yeah, that's why he's doing it. And he's like, eh, you know, got to be thorough. I love when or she goes underwater and she reaches down into that. Like they set up earlier that that guy um, t- who tells her who, what her name is and all that. That he he all, he carries three guns: one on his hip, one on, one in his jacket, one down in his nuts. He's like, no one ever checks there. And so, like when she's underwater, like she sees him and she like reaches down in there, and that's how she gets the gun. How fucking badass is that, dude? It is great. No, I that that is, that is great. That is that's that's the, I. I I love when you set up something in a movie, it comes back, especially something like that. I don't know, it's just good, man. Oh, dude, they they, they definitely yeah. do that in this set movie. Set it up and knock it down. Yeah. yeah. Like, her goodbye scene with her daughter, uh, Gina Davis is just, like, dropping down the matches that are going to come back later. Oh, yeah, dude. She I, drops I, down I, the I totally, I totally saw that, that coming. That comes back later. That's how she finds it. Because when she's over there trying to like, hit the thing, and I was like, that kid's carrying matches. Like, I was like, I love the fuck out of that. And she even gives her the filing key that she needs for the, the yeah, money at the yeah, end. Yeah, totally. It's like everything. I, well, you right knew that was there. coming back. I mean, the key. I mean, they, they they're like pointing that out a lot, like two or three times before she gives it to the kid. Yeah, to, to put on the teddy bear. Uh, you know, you knew that was going to be a big deal. But I also, I like that too because you know, um, she's not going to hook up with Sam Jackson, so there's no like you know final there. Uh, when it's also really weird that 
it's really weird at the end of the movie, uh, the scene where the family's watching him on Larry King. Why is that weird? Because he makes this joke. <laughs> well, he's I'm like, always franking Ernest with women. He's like, I'm always franking Ernest with women. I'm, fra- I'm franking uh, frankin New York and Ernest in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughs and shit, and, and the family's like watching, and I'm like, wow, that's really awkward. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I don't think they were trying to go that route, Jared. I, I think they were more like, "Oh, hey, look, Dad's on TV. He's an American hero." Kind of, you know. Yeah, he actually did something for once. Yeah, he proved himself but, to but, his but little I, boy. I like how she. I like how she. There's a line where she's like, "She's like, we're rich." Like, like yeah. after you know, like you know, I, I, I love that. She needs that giant house in the countryside. She's got to drive away to. And I, I yeah. like I, I like that last shot. I think it's really pretty. Ooh, and I also yes, like yes. how her hair is not red. It's it's like a strawberry blonde. So it shows that she's both people. That's right, dude. I like that. I like that a lot. She reconciled her past, bro. And for some reason, her hair her hair grew really quickly. It's I think, like really I think, long. I think, I think like a lot of time is supposed to have passed. A lot of fucking time has yeah. passed. Let's rate this thing. Let's rate this bitch. Let's do it. I get, oh, what? I'm, am I going first? Is that what that no, look means? No, I'll do it. All right, do it. I give this movie a five, Brian. A five, bro. Really? You're, wait, you're saying this movie is mediocre. You're telling me all these stunts, all this acting, all of the performances here. Like, I understand the tone is superhero tone, but it is a tone that is consistent throughout the whole movie. And you're telling me this is a five. Rate it yourself real quick and then and then tell me why. And then I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. G- g- give me your spiel and then I'll, I'll, I'll adjust mine. All right. I'll tell you my spiel. Uh, I'm going to a, a, give it a seven. All right, it's it's very solid. Um, yeah, there's some things that hold it back. The Timothy guy holds it back a little bit for me. Uh, just some of the pacing holds it back a little for me. You know, like the, it starts great in the beginning with the VO and the story is is very it's very well told and it, and it moves fast. But there are some moments where I, I do want it to slow down. Do you think it, it could it could like uh, benefit by being you know shorter? No, it, well, yes. In terms of like, we should have taken one action scene out, like an action, an action scene, maybe two action scenes probably should have gotten out. Like the train station, I didn't need an action scene there. Um, I would have liked a okay. like like a like a character development moment, you know? Because the yeah. movie's fun enough and it, and it's confident enough. And these characters are good enough. I'm sold on it. We could have taken our time, like Shane Black did for um, did for Lethal Weapon. Just a little bit of time here. Like, they're good enough. The actors are good enough. Everything everything here kind of works. Right. Yeah, man. I have nothing I have nothing bad really to say. Like, I, it is overlit, but it's stylized, and it goes along with the tone, and, like, right. everything's really big in the movie, except for maybe the score. Like, like the score works, and it fits. It's very... Well, I think if you go really big with the score, then it becomes a cartoon. I think, you know, I feel like this kind of is a cartoon, you yeah, know? but I think a... they were also trying to be a little serious with it, too, though. And have these moments. So it's not the last action hero that's definitely a cartoon. Okay, no, it's not a parody. Yeah. That's like a, that's a straight-up parody. Like, right. I think this is a, it's a comedy. I mean, like, the situations are dire. Right. But it's definitely just the way it's directed, you know, the tone of the movie. Okay, I'm going to give it a six. Can't go seven on it. But um, I, all right, that's fair. Yeah, above above mediocre. As long as as long as we're above mediocre, I, I agree with that because you know it it definitely it's fun. Uh, it has some really great dialogue lines. I mean, like I, I like the jokes. I even like the dude you don't like's jokes. I I, I like his little quippy asshole shit. And I, I like I like I love the torture scene. And I, I mean like there's there's some. It, it felt really long to me, but 
it's not long in a there's a lot of stuff that goes on. There's a lot of scenes. I mean there there's yeah. there's there, there's a ton of shit that happens in this movie. Yeah. Um like really Brian Cox's character could have been completely cut out of the movie. Yeah. I mean the only reason you need like he drops some exposition about Gina Davis's backstory, yeah, like he, her character's kind of, backstory. But that's yeah, really it. Yeah, but you I think you kind of need him because he's like he ties it he tie, he kind of ties it He's the bridge into getting into the next shit. You but, know I mean, you could have no, you could have cut his character completely out, and right. she could have contacted the Perkins guy, the guy that I hate the guy that talks like this. I don't like his weird. Yeah, I don't like his weird accent. Raspy, yeah, whisper. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I, no, I'd say lose him over the other guy, even though he throws lots of exposition. No, I'm, I'm not saying it like Brian. Like, yeah, let's let's cast Brian Cox in that role. Sure, yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would much rather like that. Yeah, but I mean, that would have been interesting. He's, he's really good. I like him. You know, you could have cut that character out, and then we could have had something. You know, because the, the Perkins character actually raised Gina Davis's character in the movie. Right, like, he's the one that took her over and, and put her in this assassin program at, at a young age when her father died. Right, and like this is shit that's literally just dropped in two sentences. It's like, oh, by the way, yeah, yeah. when they're pulled over on this uh, on the side of the road, I mean, yeah, it's got some problems. I mean, it's definitely nowhere. Why did she get amnesia? To, uh, because one eye Jack. Uh, oh, push her off a cliff. Yeah, he just like shot her head. Okay, I forgot about that. Like, yeah, the bullet grazed her. Yeah, 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 that I love the fuck out of that scene on that cliff. I think that, that I think that has a cool has a cool like comic booky kind of like you know kind of told yeah, everything but that fucking goddamn composite on the sky. It looks so goddamn <laughs> shitty, bro. It looks like fucking nineteen ninety fucking one, bro. It looks worse. Like Terminator Two in nineteen ninety one did a better job. Like fuck me. I understand like budgets and and things like that. Like look, guys, this stuff is hard. Like Shane Shane Black's a great fucking writer, and I'm sure you know the original script he wrote for the movie that was a hundred million dollars. I bet you that motherfucking script was goddamn beautiful. I bet you had a character stuff in it. It was worth four million dollars. That's right, bro. I bet you it was deep and beautiful and great. And then his budget got cut, and it you know they probably had to do some things on the fly, and that's why he gets paid four million dollars. To rewrite this shit because he can come up with this stuff on the, off off the top of his head. I wonder what he bought. Wonder what he bought with that four and a half million dollars. Probably a really nice house, maybe a yacht. Okay, let's say let's say I gave you a million dollars right now. Because wait, that's nineteen ninety six. So that, that's a lot more. Yeah, it's probably like six. Let's just say six. Let's just say I gave you a million dollars right now. What's the first frivolous thing you would buy? Uh, I would probably like get a. I'd probably buy a film projector. I'm about to say, it, it can't be work-related. It can't be, it can't be, I'd buy a badass editing probably, computer. No, I, no, no, it needs to, like... A million dollars, fuck, that would be, yeah. Never have to buy a computer again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, it, it needs to be a frivolous thing. What? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably build a nice 80-seat auditorium theater and a, a real film projector. Maybe buy... That's my man right there. Buy some film prints, that's what I would do, yeah. <laughs> I would buy... I'd buy a really nice massage chair. Wait, that wait, wait a, a million dollar ma- massage chair? Like, what no, do you, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you have to spend a million dollars on it. Oh. I, said, I, said, I said, if I gave you a million dollars, what's the first like frivolous thing that you would buy? Oh, I thought I had to spend this like it was Brewster's millions. Oh no, it's like Brian, you've got to spend a million dollars on one thing. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I do. A million dollars is you know only get you so far. Probably just fucking pay off my house, dude. <laughs> That's your frivolous buy? <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, I'm thinking like something like an ice cream machine. Like or like 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 a fucking like, you know, 
four thousand dollar espresso maker I don't or know, like dude. a. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd have to think about it. Like, yeah. you know, like what is what is something I'd, I'd really want to because, like, I'm just thinking, like, you know, Shane Black. He's he's had some really good success and shit, and then they they drop four and a half million dollars on his plate, and he's like, all right, so they're gonna take about forty percent of that in taxes. I'm gonna go fuck off in Europe for a while, you know, like. I'm going to figure out what the most expensive bottle of wine is. <laughs> like, <laughs> his, his agent would also be cutting into that as well. So, Okay, so he's he's leaving with like... Probably around three. Maybe a little under. No, he's he's leaving with way less than that. Because like I said, you're going to take about 40% in taxes. And he's losing about 10 to 15%. Oh. Does he take 40%? Fuck yeah, they do. Really? Yeah. When you're when you're in that ta- when you're in that tax bracket, bro, yeah, I don't know. Do. I've never made a million dollars. When I do, I'll let because, you know. Because like I, I I put back thirty percent right now. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the tax bracket is for that much money, dude. It's, I've it's, never it's over forty percent. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I've never and even then, seen six figures on a check. Really? Yeah. Shit, I need to cut you out of the check, don't I? I guess I gotta start. Damn, pay- big ball. Guess I gotta start paying for this podcast now. Damn. Have, have you really seen? Have you gotten a, a check with six figures on it? Fuck no, Brian. Like, like I'm wearing the same clothes I've been wearing. Like, like <laughs> I've had this shirt for like at least five or six years. Hey, dude, like, I've, never, <laughs> I've never even seen a check uh, with five figures where I got the whole five figures. Where it's not like you know money that's also going to other people and uh, you know that I have to pay off and other things. Like I've never even seen that. It's always money that is going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Always. I've had money like that on projects, but, like, you know, it wasn't mine. I would love to have that money in my in my bank account. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dollars in my bank account. In my bank. There's that song that says M's in my bank account. M's. What are M's? Millions. It goes, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, seven M's in my bank account. In my bank account. If M stands for money, what M, sta- M stands for millions, and I say dollars in my bank account. Yeah, Man. but it's just like, you know, yes, I have seven monies in my bank. <laughs> Some sort of monies. <laughs> it could be seven pennies. <laughs> Maybe seven cents. Fuck. Oh, my gosh. All right, we're wrapping this up. Let's wrap it up, Brian. All right. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email. To the movie crew at gmail.com. That's the movie crew and crew spelled C R E W E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at movie crew pod. And guys, please leave us a five star rating and review. Even if you like say, this podcast sucks. This is a piece of shit. Leave, leave, leave five stars. I mean, just, just be nice. I mean, like, put five stars, say, these dudes suck balls. Whatever, but at least, you know, five stars, please. We get the five stars for sucking balls? I'm just saying, if you're going to go leave a review, put five stars and say whatever the fuck you want. But I I know. Here's the deal. You're going to say you love us because you do. And we love you, too. That's right. And you can give us reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's right. Spotify. iTunes. Stitcher. Spotify. Facebook. Wait, Facebook? Yeah, man. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you can, okay, rate, you can okay. rate us on Facebook. That's right. You can rate us on Facebook now. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, tuned in, um, Google Podcast. Man, there's Pod all of bean. them. Yeah, <laughs> we're on them. And, uh, we're even on some foreign sites that uh, that have us out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we're, 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 we're all around the world. The International Movie Crew Podcast. And I want to know, like, who is the motherfucker that's listening to us on Apple Podcast in Kenya? They are, like, blowing us up to where, like, 
I mean, dude, we were in the top 10 for Kenya. Bro, we're famous in Kenya. Yeah. Hey, so listen, if you're in Kenya, please drop us an email. It can only be like three or four people. I don't care, but I want to know. Look, I do want to know who it is. Check it out. If you're in Kenya and you listen to the podcast, drop us an email and we will do a Skype interview with you. All right. Are you down with that, Brian? I'm down with that. We can do that. I'm telling you. And we also have our, our voicemail uh, number posted on um, on Facebook as well. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, if number. you drop us a voicemail, we'll play it on the podcast, even if you're trashing us, which you won't be because you love us. There you go. And Jared, where can our audience follow you, sir? You can find me on Apple Podcast at MovieCrewPodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now you can get me on the Twitter at uh, Jared McCallan on Instagram at Check the Gate. All right, guys, so we're going to close out the show like we do every night with a little bit of the soundtrack. We're going to be playing a track one from The Long Kiss Goodnight from Alan Silvestri. It's titled Main Title. <laughs> Good work there, Alan. <laughs> He's like phoning it in. He's like, fucking Shane Black gets goddamn four and a half million fucking dollars. I'm going fucking make the fucking main title. <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy.
Okay, so I took the piss that you just did, and I ran it through this machine, and I'm going to give it a sip. It still tastes like piss. <laughs> Uh, mm, it's good though, Jared. That was the blender. What? Yeah, that wasn't the futuristic machine. Next time, put ice in there. <laughs> <laughs>